Welcome to this edition of the Luke Winstall Show. My next guest is a class of 2024 offensive lineman, four-star prospect, number 91 player in the class of 2024 on 24-7's ranking. Out of Creekside High School, Caleb Holmes, thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? Good, Coach. Good. Real good. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Well, let's begin first off for people that are getting to know you more. What is your story? Uh, my story, man, I was I was a big kid growing up, and uh, my godfather, Coach uh, McCoy Rents, found me in the gym one day and asked me, you know, what I what I like to play football. I think I was five years old, and you know, I, I told him no. I had played before. I didn't like running. I didn't like conditioning. I wasn't interested. And um, he took me and he coached me hard. And he, you know, I, I was playing with him. Uh, as a player from the time I was maybe five years old until I was 12. So, um, yeah, that's really the, the, the base of it. Gotcha. Okay. And for you, what was the moment that the recruiting process got started? You picked up that first offer and things went from there. My first offer was after the season of my freshman year, um, I had just found out that I made second team all region. Um, I started every game, but three of them, you know, as a freshman, I played with the completely uh, senior. Every other position on the O line was were seniors, so you know I had a big, big space to fill as a freshman. And I remember being held to such high expectations. I was the only freshman on the O line, only freshman on offense. Uh, then after the season, my coach told me a day prior to that um, Eastern Kentucky was looking at me. And I didn't, I didn't really know how to take it. I didn't know anything about colleges. I was just thinking about playing football. And I got the call and talked to the coach. And it was a verbal offer that was later confirmed. But, yeah, that was my that was my first offer. That he, he told me that he would be the first of many. And that was my first offer. And, you know, now we're at six. Yeah, that was the day. Wow. Okay. For you as a freshman to be starting with that senior group over at Creekside, lots of talent there in Georgia. When you look at what that took for you as a freshman, what are some things that were making you stand out in your game or things that you thought you were doing well that early? Well, personally, I've always been a player, whether I was on offense or defense, to know everything that was going on around me. Um... And coming into high school, I had a completely, completely different view of football than I had, you know, growing up playing Little League or even middle school football. So I was really able to come in and grasp the playbook quickly compared to my seniors who had been studying uh, the playbook for, you know, the four years that they were there. But uh, one of my my biggest – things was being able to come in, understand the playbook and having, you know, such maturity and such talent around me and uh, the expectations that they held me to, you know, I wasn't allowed, there wasn't really a lot of room for mistakes. There wasn't a lot of room for playing. I wasn't really tolerance for anything but excellence. So, I mean, I I looked at myself as a pretty good athlete, but that, that group really helped me get to where I am now. Okay. You said coming into high school, your view of football changed. How did that change for you? You know, I, 
I, I understood what football was, the positions, and what what I was supposed to do, what my teammates were supposed to do, offense and defense. But coming into high school, um, you know, under Coach Dixon, who is a mastermind, it's just it, it got it got so much more deeper, so much more complex. Rather, it was reading fronts or knowing when a player was dropping back into coverage or pulling or different calls. It was, there. It was added so many more levels to you know an offensive play or a defensive call than I had ever been exposed to in my entire football career. Gotcha. Okay. When you look at your journey of getting to where you are, what are some things that you've had to overcome or some challenges that you've worked through to get to where you are? Some of my biggest challenges were, um, for one, school, balancing school and um, being a high school athlete was one of my first struggles as a freshman, even though my freshman year we were doing virtual school, but really trying to learn who I was at the time, you know, I was 14 turning 15 in those prime years of really finding who you are and what you stand for as a young man, as a, as a male, as a student, as an athlete going through that, having to perform on the field and then having to perform in the classroom. It was really, it was really a lot on my hands, a lot compared to, you know, before uh, simple football and going to school and having friends, you know, uh, my expectations, not only on the field, but in life period were raised, were, were raised a lot. So that was, uh, at least as a freshman, that was one of my biggest, you know, obstacles that I had to work with. And every day I really fought to, you know, deal with that, overcome that. Gotcha. Okay, and when you look at and kind of reflect on getting to this point for you in your process, what would you say was a turning point or a key moment for you in that timeline? One of my key, I remember this day vividly, um, the beginning of my sophomore year, you know, uh, I played with Jaleel Muhammad, my, or he was the player of the year um, for 5A, our region. And uh, I remember, you know, thinking, oh, man, I'm not going to have my seniors. You know, I, this is my first year of high school and not really knowing where to go. And my um, my offensive line coach, Coach Westmoreland, he he called me. And, you know, we had a deep call about how my, my sophomore season was, was going to be and my expectations. And, you know, how it was only going to get harder and to enjoy my time. And after we got off the phone, he sent me a text that read something along the lines of, you know, your seniors are gone. Jaleel Muhammad is gone. You know, you're next in line. He told me that, you know, I was going to be the one that held down the unit. You know, that's what we call our old line. I was going to be the one who left the pack after Jaleel Muhammad left as a sophomore. So, yeah, that that was one of the moments that I realized, you know, what I was really dealing with, what what was really on my hands. Okay, and having to step up into that role still as a sophomore for you, how would you describe that process and how that went for you mentally processing things, getting into having to execute out there? Take us through that. It was it was great. It was great. One of the biggest things 
that um, my family helped me with is learning how to work. My uncle gave me um, this quote that sticks to me to this day. He told me, work hard at working hard coming into my uh, sophomore season. And at first, it kind of didn't make sense. I had to think about it. But once I really had to wake up every morning and go to practice or strap up my pads and knew, you know, what what I was going through, I learned, I learned how to work. You know, work wasn't something that I always looked forward to. It was something that I kind of tried to avoid, but definitely going into my sophomore season, that was one of the that was one of the things that firstly made my experience a lot easier and um a lot more a lot more useful. That's 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 one thing that I really learned from, you know, I, I played with one other sophomore a junior and uh well two juniors and a senior a senior right next to me at left guard uh jamar milford um and i was at left tackle but no it was it was it was learning you know the cost of excellence you know coach dixon tells us to move with excellence wake up clean your room with excellence uh performing class with excellence and i realized the only way to achieve anything on that level is work so yeah, that, that's really one thing that really, really got me through my 10th grade season. For sure. Okay. Now, when you break down your game, you've talked a little bit about what makes you the player that you are. Who do you think, for people that haven't gotten to see you in person or break down your tape, who do you think you might resemble or might compare to? I, I it's, two, it's two players that I really watch and um, pay attention to in the NFL, that's Trent, Will- Trent Williams when it comes to, you know, his technique and the player he is, and Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett um, is, you know, obviously a defensive player, but those are the two people that I really, really might, you know, try to model myself after or, um, you know, who I, who I take from, who I'll listen to. Um, Inky Johnson, I obviously he doesn't play anymore, but I listen to him a lot. Um, you know, I may wake up, put on one of his um, um, podcasts or anything like that. But yeah, I'm not. I'm off the field. You know, I'm as unproblematic as can be. But you know, when it's time to turn on, what needs to be turned on? It's it's definitely on. You know, that's that's who I really try to be on and off the field. For sure. Okay, and as more and more people are getting to know you and getting to hear your name, what do you think or what do you want people to know about who you are, whether it's on the field or off the field? What should people know about Caleb Holmes? One thing I really um strive to do is I, I learned that one, one of my morals that I stand on the most is um serving others, you know, serving others, helping caring for others, you know, that, that gives happiness and feelings that um, aren't really temporary. So uh, off the field, mostly, you know, I'm, I'm helping, caring. I really care about my, my peers and my friends and my family. And even on the field, you know, even uh, I missed a couple of games of my uh, sophomore season with a knee injury. But even then, I, I, I did my best, gave my best to, help my teammates, tell them what I could do better, what they could do better. But one thing that I don't want uh, to happen is, you know, confuse nice Caleb with somebody who's not going to outwork you. Like I said, I learned 
the cost of excellence is work and work only. So, you know, I, I have another quote that I stand by, and it's um something along the lines of, you know, I, I never lost, I just ran out of time. And I truly believe that anything is possible with enough time because I'll be the one to put in, you know, enough work to get where it needs to get to do anything that it needs to be done. Yeah, and you talk about putting in this work and the effort that you do. What drives you and what pushes you to do what you do? Honestly, um, my my family, really, really, outside of myself, which is, you know, the, the biggest factor is my family, knowing that, you know, football is truly something that I love and I feel like I can express myself through it and it's a great thing for me to do. And, you know, not not saying that I'm doing it for my family, but, you know, keeping them in my mind while I'm on the field or while I'm working is really, really uh, a big motivator for me. And on top of that, it's really a competition with myself. You know, I'll be the one that I don't need to compete with anybody but myself. I know if last week I made, you know, gassers on a on on 20 seconds next week, I may try and make it a 19 or 18 seconds. It's, it's really a self-competition. That's one thing that I love about myself is, you know, I may wake up or be on the field and do anything and just know, you know, last time around, I didn't do this so good or I didn't do that so good. And I always try to improve on things with me and myself. You know, I'm really a self-competitor. That's one thing that really, really motivates me. If it was a weight that I couldn't lift in the weight room last week, then, you know, I may give myself a rest. And, you know, this week it's time to hit that, you know, that, 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 that those weights. You know, it's really just competing with myself. Gotcha. Let's take it off the field here to finish out. What are some hobbies or things that you enjoy in your time outside of football? Um, outside of actually working on my body, which is not um for football always, but I I love I love working on my body and helping others. You know, outside of that, it may be music, not making any music or anything, but um. It is finding music, discovering music, breaking down music. Um, actually, my, my backup plan of, you know, God forbid anything ever happened to me was being in the band. Um, yeah, m- music is music is really, really uh, big for me. Anytime that I'm not at practice, you know, I'm at band practice. I actually play uh, the tuba. So Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's my backup. Anytime that it's not football or homework or anything outside of school that's where i am so yeah okay very interesting who are some musical influences or some favorites that you have oh well you know going straight to rappers one of my favorite artists or not one of my favorite artists of all time but you know the top of the list for me would um be kanye west and (laughs) it's, it's actually a funny story behind that my birth name was caleb west leading Zell, you know, after the rapper Kanye West. So he, you know, he, he he's not the smartest outside of his music, but, you know, with the music that he makes, he's uh he, he's definitely the top. You know, you go through my playlist, most of it will be him. And uh second I'll probably have to put uh probably Michael Jackson. I like <laughs> I love some I love some Michael Jackson, man. But yeah, that's that's really, you know, the two that stand out. If anybody asks me, you know, what's my go-to, that's instantly what I go to those two. Got you. Okay. 
Well, I'm looking here. I got a Michael Jackson poster right across from me. So I'm on the same page with you there. (laughs) (laughs) But Yeah, that and then with Kanye, I know this is a tough one, but if you were to rate Donda, scale of one to ten, how do you feel about it? (laughs) I would definitely give it a perfect ten out of ten. I actually, um, probably until a month ago, there wasn't a day since that album had dropped that I hadn't listened two guaranteed at least two songs off the album when I would be cleaning up or before practice or before a game, I would just put it on, turn my headphones all the way up, you know, shut everything out. Donda was Donda was the only thing that I was listening to when it dropped. So definitely a 10 out of 10. Gotcha. Okay. And if you hypothetically could have a jam session with anybody that's alive right now, <laughs> who would it be? Definitely, definitely Kanye. Definitely Kanye. Uh, of course, all the way. I feel like that'd be wild. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Okay, and how'd you get into playing the tuba? Uh, actually, it was my eighth grade year. Uh, I was assigned band because I got into my school late. So I, I was just, I was assigned band. I didn't want to be in there. Uh, I was in there and I kind of sat in the back every day and didn't really do anything. And my instructor, I, I forget his name, but he suggested that I play tuba. I man, I don't know nothing about no instrument. You know, I don't, I don't know anything about playing music, being in the band, but you know, he. Uh, I, I started playing. He helped me a lot. Uh, you know, gained a liking for it. Got real good at it. I uh, kind of took a break my freshman year because I didn't have a class for it. But you know, this year I'm back in it and I'm in the um, concert band. So yeah, that was I was I was really it on that. Um, you know, he suggested I play it and I actually turned out to like it a lot. Sweet. Okay. What characteristic would you say that you're known for by people that know you well outside of football? How do they know you or think of you? Well, going back to what I said earlier, um, you know, really serving others. Caleb is one that will make sure that, you know, everyone around him is taken care of, whether it's, you know, food or feelings or anything physically or just anything. You know, I go out of my way to make sure that the ones around me are, you know, in the best shape they can be because I honestly feel like, you know, your friends or your peers are a representation of yourself. So if, you know, everybody, any and everybody around me is healthy, then I'm healthy. If they're happy, then I'm happy. You know, that's one thing that you ask my friends, you ask my family, that'll probably be most of their answers is that Caleb is going to make sure, you know, everybody is taken care of. Got you. If you ever were to make it big to have the type of money where you could donate or try to support causes or things like that, what would you support or what are some things that are close to you that you would love to help out with? Um, One thing that uh, kind of I sit down and think about day to day is um, um, world hunger. You know, I really, not not to get too deep into it, but that's just one thing that I think about all the time, whether it's any any type of way that I could, you know, uh, contribute to helping that problem, I would. You know, sometimes I'm eating myself in the thought, 
of, you know, there are people who don't have plates tonight or there's people who haven't eaten in the past two days. That, you know, that really doesn't sit well with me. So I personally think that if I ever did um, get to a level like that, when I get to a level like that, it'll be, you know, me helping world hunger. That's, that's one thing I'm pretty solid on. That's awesome. Well, Caleb, that's all the questions I've got for you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thank you.